This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for... Cinema PsyOps. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. We're getting a bit on the seedy side here in the studio talking about our very first women in prison film and constantly masturbating and demanding that I give him eye contact. It's Matt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You 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 looked over here, so that's all. That's That's all it took? I'm good now. (laughs) I'm good. I'm (sighs) I'm shooting dust already, man. I I need a Gatorade. This isn't even really the quote-unquote best slash worst of all the prison films for women in prison movies. Yeah, but it was it was still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there's parts of it that are... Yeah. Yeah, parts of it good. Yeah. There are very specific parts on very specific ladies I was very fond of. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, um, first time watch for me as well. Um, I thought that this was a movie that I had seen ages and ages ago because there's a specific one yeah. that I've been looking for. Uh, a very specific woman in prison film that I saw a long, long time ago. It was the first one that sparked my love of all women in prison films. Oh, nice. And I thought this was it because the plot line is almost exactly the same. But what I've come to find out is they're all their plot lines are almost exactly the same. Of course. I mean Innocent girl thrown in jail. Lesbian warden. I mean like yeah. you could name off. Lesbian like, warden it, like dirty rapey male lead guard. And possibly more like there's yeah. usually sometimes a group of them. Yeah. Sometimes it's a dirty rapey female guard. Yeah, that too. Sometimes too. I mean it's just all the tropes are just checking all the boxes yeah, in all, this everything's movie. Get, getting off there yeah dude's always wearing sunglasses even when he says get rapey about it yeah and they're mirrored sunglasses which yeah. has got to really stress out the film crew i know right so they don't get seen in it <laughs> yeah i know i didn't even think of that yeah no yeah. they did a good job because i didn't see anybody then again I, I wasn't looking at his eyes too much <laughs> 
Yeah, if he was on screen, usually someone was naked and you were probably looking away because he was doing bad things to them. Yeah, and you were just feeling bad about yourself at that point. <laughs> I felt good that I wasn't him. Yes, there you or, go. Or his victim. Yeah. At that time. Just, <laughs> I, I kind of get the vibe that he doesn't care about a gender. He'll do whatever. Yeah, you get the feeling that it's pretty much uh, any warm hole that he can put it in. Yeah, I get and a I feeling. And I think the warm like is was, even flexible, too. Yeah, I, th- I get a feeling that if he was a guard at a male's you know, prison, he'd be doing the same role. Yeah, yeah. He, he would be sexually assaulting prisoners just yeah. to establish dominance or whatever. Something like that. Like, yeah, something tells me it's not about the sex for him. <laughs> It's about the power, like yeah. most rapist assholes. Yeah. Why are we doing the review before we even actually? I don't know, the man. Film? We just got into it. Yeah, that's how we do it. Uh, although, how many guys do you think, like, when the Orange is the New Black was first coming out, mm-hmm. got really excited for it because they were fans of women in prison exploitation films, and uh, then started watching it? And went, ah, oh, I mean, it's good, but it just wasn't what I was looking for. I actually find stories set in prisons usually pique my interest anyway, mm-hmm. because like you see a real broad spectrum of humanity both the good and the bad yeah and if you can see women naked in the shower on top of that then i really enjoy it as well so you take the good with the bad you take it all and then you have the facts of life or whatever the fuck the, that song is I the don't facts know. of life yeah i don't know that song well enough to <laughs> yeah. go along with uh, you, you actually we, we did just well enough that was good enough yeah we I, did it i'm sure that the people that are huge facts of life fans <laughs> are not listening to this show no although you if you are so. welcome yeah hey and what you, the yo, fuck do we, we have to, to offer you who are we to judge maybe somebody has varying taste yeah Matt seems to think that the pinnacle of all comedy entertainment was the TV show ALF. It was the greatest single television comedy that has ever been put forth on TV. <laughs> With a puppet alien who likes to eat cats. Fucking A, man. That was great. Now I know why you hate it, because you fucking love cats. No, I loved ALF. Oh, did Yeah, me yeah. too, man. As a kid, I thought it was the funniest fucking shit on the face the of the earth. The greatest goddamn show. Watching it again as an adult really kind of changed my perspective. I have not made that mistake. Don't do it. I'm not going to. Don't do it. I made that decision a long time ago that yeah. I wasn't going to ruin my childhood by watching Elf as an adult. Although, as opposed to that, actually, things that I loved in my childhood that have actually held up and were exactly as I remembered them, uh-huh. the original cartoon of He-Man. Really? Yeah. It's still good? Even as a kid, I was like, this is corny as shit, but yeah. these guys are awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Transformers for me still hold up. Corny as shit, but yeah. still. I can see that. That was, that was your obsession. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine was men and furry thong yeah. things that, yeah, you know. With no shirt on? Yeah. I'm not going to judge it because- That are you know, wrestling with in, each other? I, I was into He-Man too, so I had Grey Skull. I had the cat, Cat's Grey Skull, that shit. If only I could get into He-Man, know what I'm saying? Yeah. If only you could, you know, break the barriers of his Castle Grey Skull. <laughs> yes, I would have the power. Yeah. <laughs> 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 man <laughs> and then you know the the scared cat turns into the tiger your your penis will turn into something else clip yeah probably there's a whole bunch there's of clips something in, all of in there yeah i'm not grabbing them anymore oh yeah i'm not working hard on the editing uh, anymore at all thank god i could start saying more horrific things <laughs> yeah say all the stupid stuff you want it's up to the listeners now i'm done all right yeah and as a matter of fact eventually i'll probably wait will... no because i'm scared of our listeners so now i'm just gonna watch what i say still <laughs> Well, this is how it's going to work. If the listener sends something in, then I'm going to add it to the board. And yep. I have some that I created a while ago. So I'm going to probably remove some things and add some new stuff to the board from things that go. I've done from ages ago. But I'm done. I'm not grabbing any more of those. Sweet. I'm not doing clips anymore. Fucking A. I'm also not doing the outtakes anymore. I'm going to stop doing that. 
Nice. I did a test on the last episode and then I asked some people in the Facebook group because the stuff that I was going to do or that I wanted to do to make it easier for me to be able to do that stuff with the clips and then also the outtakes and everything, we couldn't get it funded. People didn't think that we needed to have any improvement on the show and I'm not spending hours and hours and hours to do this stuff anymore and so not doing it. Fucking A, dude. That's all there is to it. All right. (laughs) I'd rather spend that money on cocaine and horse. Now we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. How many years did you you're finally starting to see it from my point of view. Yeah, but that's for me. The coke and horse for me. Oh, hey, you selfish prick. Whatever. <laughs> Name one time that you've paid for either of those things for me. Well, you weren't awake, but they could have been for you. <laughs> this is like a hair star and preacher kind of situation <laughs> where you misunderstood what I was into. Listen, you were asleep and I broke into your house because it was close with the cocaine and the hookers. <laughs> Closer to where you picked it up downtown. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it was just too far to go back to my apartment, so... <laughs> oh, this is back before you yeah. had a home. Oh, yeah, this is before I had a home. Oh, okay, well, that yeah, makes now sense. I have a home. You know, I don't need the cocaine and hookers anymore. <laughs> just go hide behind the furnace and masturbate like a troll. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cocaine and hookers. That's why there's always a box of tissues behind the furnace, people. Yeah, now I just need some Ben Gay and Icy Hot. Icy Hot makes it last a lot longer when you're doing it. All right, folks. Well, that's a tip for you right there. Give that a shot if you're willing to burn your cock. Yeah, but then Icy dulls it. Icy dulls the pain while yeah. hot warms it? Yeah. Well, warms it away. Wow, picture that. Yeah. Well, while you guys are picturing that in your head, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast that's probably real stoked to be following that. (laughs) We'll have a little bit of music befitting of the naked cage, and when we come back, we'll have the trailer. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure. That must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch versus the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Witch versus the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is going to break. The circle has come to its end. He found somebody new to change. You try to rearrange with the girl in the pretty cage. It just shows how
is Girl in a Cage. Huh? From the Horror Pops. Pretty spot on. Yeah. 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 Catching one, it right on the nose. Really on the nose. The one-time wife of Kim Necroman from the Necroman is one of my serious obsessions of bass players. Oh, nice. Yeah, this was his wife who actually, he built the bass specifically for her. I don't know if she knew how to play ahead of time or if he showed her or how that all works out, but uh, big fan of the Horror Pops. And he ends up playing guitar in that band for some reason. That's a nice guy. <laughs> I think he was basically but, looking to be able to tour two different bands at the same time and pull in more money. Yeah, maybe that's it too. They're not together anymore and I have yeah. no idea why. Sometimes things just don't work out. Yeah, relationships are very volatile. You know what else is extremely volatile? What's that? <laughs> this trailer. Oh, God. Bad segue. <laughs> if there is a hell on earth, it's inside these walls. God, everything keeps getting worse and worse and I haven't even done anything! Where the only dreams are nightmares. And the only escape is death. You've just lost your protection. Michelle is a desperate angel taking a one-way trip through a living hell. Because of your lies, I gotta spend three years in this stinking hellhole. But even good girls grow up fast in the naked cage. I want five minutes alone with Michelle. You'll get your five minutes. There's nowhere to run, no place to hide. Once the iron bars trap you inside. After everything you've done to me, you don't think I have the guts to kill you? The Naked Cage. Good old trailer guy voice, Don LaFontaine. That's oh, the legit yeah. Don LaFontaine yeah. right there, That's man. That's the guy. I don't know if I've got that last name right or not, but I know it's Don Le something or other. I'm pretty sure it's LaFontaine. That sounds like it would be something like a voiceover guy's name. Yeah, would but be. that's totally trailer guy voice. Oh, the yeah. ultimate trailer guy voice. Ultimate. We are trailer guy voice prime. I would actually say that Don LaFontaine, if that is the correct name, is now going to be the official patron saint of Cinema Psyops. He should be. Because so many of the movies that you and I both love, regardless of the genres that they're in, the trailers have been voiced by Don LaFontaine. I agree. <laughs> he has, yes. So if we're going to put anybody into sainthood for this show, that's going to definitely be it. We're going to have to hop a picture of this guy and put him on the website. Yeah, but when I say that I'm going to canonize someone, it means something completely different. Yeah, it usually means you're shooting them out of the cannon you have in your backyard. Just like in the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, <laughs> which is really weird. How did you find that cannon again? I built it. You built your own workable cannon. I smelt it, then dealt it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> that was terrible, and I'm leaving it all in. You better. Because fuck it. Fuck it! <laughs> all right, let's get started on the film. Yes. The film opens up on a lady in cowboy boots hitchhiking in a desert-like climate, and in a few different vehicles, we see her changing back yeah. and forth. This lady can't be any more late 80s, early 90s looking. This is all set to Ain't That Tough Enough, that song that everybody knows from from every fucking 80s movie ever. <laughs> ain't that tough enough? All this stuff that I've done ain't that tough enough. The song <laughs> is a tribute to toxic masculinity everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ain't that tough enough? You actually almost sing that as well as the guy singing. So there <laughs> All right. There's fans of this particular band out there that are going, <laughs> fuck you, Matt and Court. <laughs> fuck you, guys. Shitheads. She, she is picked up in a in very 80s Corvette by a dude bro named Willie. Dude, I mean, this whole thing, like, I could smell the 80s coming out of my screen watching this movie. It smelled like burnt Aquanet and like fucking preferred stock. Yes. <laughs> and heavy hairspray. That was Aquanet. Is that Aquanet? Burnt okay. Aquanet. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, heavy though, like real heavy like on the hairspray. Real spray. heavy, like with if, a chaser of moose just to I finish was, it. If I was still a smoker, I would have been scared to light a cigarette watching this in case everything just goes up. Once again, why I said burnt aquanet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, they cut away from this to an idyllic-looking farm where a daddy's girl is all stoked about her new apartment, and her mom body shames her for being too thin. Not cool, mom. She looks fine the way she is. Yeah, why can't you just accept her? Yeah. Jesus. God damn farm moms. She wants to starve herself, then let her. Yeah. It's her body. Let her die how she wants. Cigarettes and vodka, man. The pounds are coming off. I keep saying it. Turns out, dude bro Willie is her ex, and we cut from him to the hitchhiker eating at a diner, and their dialogue was so riveting. I swear that's why that's our next clip. So when you go to unveil the pretty blue eyes, I'm sure you got hide behind those shades. Mm. <laughs> now that vet's about 30 G's. You got a rich daddy or something? No, I kind of borrowed it. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey! Save some for me, Willie. I told you I haven't had anything to eat in 24 hours. All my money and shit got stolen on that fucking bus. So you, uh, you, you rode a bus all the way from Seattle to here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna keep going till I hit Mexico, but now I gotta make me some money. Thanks for the meal, Willie. <laughs> Can't say it hit the spot, but it sure was good timing. <laughs> well, you're welcome. And um, if you need a place to crash tonight, um, mi casa es su casa. <laughs> I might just take you up on that, Willie. Waiting for. Uh, just uh, let me uh, freshen up a little bit and be on our way. Howdy. Can I get anything? Is that your car out there, miss? I wish. <clears throat> let me see some ID, please. Sure. Oh! You the cop. I just put him to sleep. Get the money out of the register. Get the fucking money! Your money. Now get the gun. Oh, you're a good boy. Come on, let's get out of here. No, that's far too hot. That your ex? Yeah. I can see why you left her. How the hell can you be so calm about this? Relax. My God, our tracks are covered. We got three bills. And there's plenty more where that came from. Just as easy. We interrupt our music for this special report, Hyde County. A police officer has been assaulted and a cafe owner remains in a coma after being shot at. Prime suspects are Rita Morani, Cape State Penitentiary, and a young man stole a red Corvette. They're armed and said it a dream date. Now back to music. Your name's not Tina, is it? You're that Rita, aren't you? And you're that young man with the red Corvette. Shh. <laughs> Come here. Time for a little treat for all your worry. And that little treat that she was talking about just so happens to be the ability to snort coke off of her breasts. Yep. Court, we have a uh, coke on titties. Coke on titties. This would be a first on our show. Yes, this is the first time we've seen coke on titties. Yeah, and it being snorted off by a dude bro named Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Dude bro Willie. Nice set of boobies, a copious amount of coke on each nipple. She's not yes. dumb. She's going to get a little thrill out of this too. It's going to yeah. stoke in through there too. Yeah, yeah, right. And also, you know, dude bro Willie. That was the alternate uh, pinnacle character in the Goonies. Dude bro Willie? Dude bro Willie. Instead of one-eyed Willie? Yeah, it was dude bro Willie. Darren, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> dude bro Willie. I like dude it. Dude bro Willie. All right, so for those boobs and the coke upon those boobs, thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. Willie and Rita get it on right after this, so we have a bit of a sex scene, but Willie's there, so it's kind of hard for me to enjoy because I just want to cut off his head. You know that's cocaine sex, too, so it's it's Like rabbits. Fa- it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating anybody do drugs, <laughs> but cocaine sex is pretty fantastic. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I told you not to tell anyone about that night. I didn't say it was us, you shithead. Oh, fuck. All right, so Willie and Rita get it on, and Willie ends up talking to Michelle in the next cut. What Rita thinks it is is that he's trying to talk her into helping out with some kind of a job that Rita and him were going to plan to do. Yeah, Leah. We don't really know. The dialogue doesn't quite tell us exactly what's going on, but we actually see Rita kind of like slinking around the house and looking all kind of creepy, looking into the window and shit. Yeah, well, she Rita, you can tell, is a woman always trying to plan the next job. Working on the next angle to get more money the next scam. She's a user yeah yeah any anything she can do to snare somebody and entrap them and make them do what she wants yeah she doesn't care about anybody but herself so she's probably a a sociopath somewhat she could be a president yeah (laughs) she's perfect for it michelle offers actually to help willie get himself straight she even offers to take him to a rehab facility yeah she wants to get him straightened out she cares she does she loves him i think in some weird way would let this be a lesson to you folks don't ever care about anybody ever and you won't ever go to prison there you go you know never mind i was gonna you know what fuck it i'm gonna say it anyway okay the moral of the story is don't ever love a drug user because they're only gonna let you down kind of (laughs) you'll suffer and nothing good will happen for you kind of you better hope your wife never takes that advice right no kidding jesus christ i got her hoodwinked (laughs) you are the rita of this podcast i really am you even have the same glorious breasts (laughs) mine are way bigger (laughs) and slightly less hairy yeah <laughs> With a lot more coke on him. Stop it. We got to finish the show. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So Rita is persistent and wanting to rob something having to do with Michelle. We're not sure exactly what it is, but Michelle works there. And if you kind of put two and two together, you know what's going on. Yeah. It's supposed to be a big score. It's a new job where she's making good enough money. She can live on her own and everything's good. And then they cut to this where we see a bank that is in the very next scene, which is clearly where Michelle works. Yes. Willie is all coked out and acting like a fucking psychopath when they go in to rob the bank. He's ordering people around. He's snorting left and right. He's talking a mile a minute like he's giving a presidential speech. And this also seems this will become Rita's kind of MO. She'll identify a weakness and and exploit it. She can find someone that she can get onto some type of drug, get them hooked, and she can be their constant source of fix. It's really good. She's really good at what she does with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, She's really good at being a horrible person. But she's also really bad at robbing a bank because they didn't bring all the people around from the counter. They left them back there like a bunch of idiots. She's good at manipulation. She sucks at actual crime. Yeah, she's terrible at this. Like She's terrible at crime. She's good at manipulation. Really bad at crime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, they get the alarm rang on them. Is it Rita that's having everybody unload the registers? And then dude bro Willie's just kind of walking around. Yeah, he's pacing. He can't stand still. He can't stand still. He can't focus. So yeah, he's not. He's got them bugs under his skin. He's trying to scratch out. Man, he he needs that fix. Something. But anyway, Sarita has them unloading the registers, and when she's not looking, I think the manager ends up hitting the alarm, which goes off to the security guard, and then the security guard comes running in, and he tries to sneak up, but Michelle, being a dumbass, realizes that it's actually... It's it's Willie. Willie. And I think they actually asked her to help them rob the bank, and she said no. Well, and um, yeah, at one point, she had earlier on, he he asked her, like, for her to run away with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that had happened earlier, too. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like, the only I'll part that you, you really get, get to help. S- that's the only part you really get to see is where he says you 
can yeah. help me run away or whatever. Yeah. So and I even think at that point, Willie's trying to find a way a, a, away a way from Rita. Yeah, from Rita. Who is manipulating him with cocaine. Yes. As most women are wont to do. I would say that's about true. <laughs> I think most women have always led us on with cocaine. My wife, to get me go down the aisle, I was riding that white Bronco all the way down the LA freeway like OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you want to leave that in. That's I, stuck to that tape, no, and I'm dude, leaving it there. I love it. <laughs> All right, so the security guard comes in. He tries to sneak up, and Michelle sees it and screams out a warning to Willie because she doesn't want to watch him die because she still kind of loves him. Yeah, but that was really dumb. A huge fucking mistake. I mean, you know what? She kind of deserves the three years just for that, but go on. Implicating herself and screaming out, look yeah. out or whatever, or uh, Willie. Yeah. Just for being dumb. I mean, the judge would just be like, you're dumb. You got three years in jail. Sorry. I sentence you to three years for stupidity. <laughs> you had the dumb. I sentence you to three years. Willie ends up killing the guard because of what Michelle did. So therefore that alone. She she's is now implicated in murder. Yeah. 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 Or at least manslaughter. Yeah. And so Rita then drags her out of the back of the bank away from the counter area where all of the registers are and everything. And because Rita knows who Michelle is, she's being excessively aggressive towards her and looking for an excuse to take Michelle out. Yes. She feels threatened by a vagina that doesn't require coke to be hooked on it. Wow. Uh, I'm just just saying. That must be good vagina. It's the finest when you don't need Coke to be able to enjoy it. That's how I broke my habit. My wife has... Okay, now are you sure you want me to leave that one in? <laughs> I don't care. She drags Michelle out of the back of the bank. Their car that they were using to escape with got parked in by a van. They drag her to her actual car. Willie refuses to stop doing what he's doing despite Michelle warning him that it's not too late and that he is going to die. He then gets shot immediately after saying, want to bet as in you're, she says, you're going to die and yeah, then he goes, won a bet and then get shot. That's and you know the first thing in her mind is, God damn, I should have taken that bet. <laughs> it paid off huge by now. But how do you collect money from a dead man? Lord knows I've been trying for ages. Really? Yeah. Oh. No matter how many times I break his legs, he just keeps not paying up. <laughs> He said, what a stiff. Basically. He stiffed you. Totally. That's why you never, ever, ever take a bet from a dead man. They'll stiff you every time. I know. Michelle jumps into the car to try and help out right after he gets shot in the throat or whatever it is. Yeah. As Rita decides to peel out, she breaks off the opened passenger side door and drives off into circles through the parking lot in no way padding out the film. No, not at all. Before ending up crashing into a truck and then Michelle is under a rest she's the only one that kind of was still conscious rita is like really bad at crime i've <laughs> discovered like really bad yeah at actual crime uh-huh she should i mean she'd probably be great as like if like she was like a crime boss had like an army at her control and could tell she, everybody else what to do yeah we see that later she's much better when she has minions exactly to, to carry out her crimes and, and then she's successful but she she's not a doer you know they say those who can't do teach yeah I and mean, that's kind of what she's up against right there <laughs> They cut away from this to a prison dance troupe. No, I'm not kidding. There's a bunch of ladies doing a dance and singing along to it and doing this weird performance out in the prison yard. Hey, man, sometimes you you just got to find a way to keep yourself peppy in those long days. And then they're trying to do this sort of like all in one shot sequence where we see extortion for money that is then used to buy drugs. And then those drugs are then resold or mark up to another prisoner or something like that. Yeah. And then we see various prison yard deals continue with this whole entire shot. At some point, the camera 
ends up on the tallest woman I've probably ever seen in my life, who also has arms that are bigger than my legs. That was a lot of woman. Yeah, she's extorting more money and delivers beatdowns on those who do not pay. Do you feel like she could have beat the shit out of both of us? Oh, easily. At the same time. We could probably have had her handcuffed. Yeah. And she could have still beaten the shit out of us. Yeah, at the same easily, time. Easily. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that I want to hit a woman, but no. I would do it for this thought experiment. Now, it's another question. When you think about that, uh-huh. are you erect right now? What, getting the shit kicked out of me by a woman that large? Yeah. About 75% stock. Oh, okay. All right. No, it's good to know. It's good to know. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> the dick wants what the dick wants, man. I'm not here to judge you. I said I'm hard too. It's fine. <laughs> I'm only about 75% because I'm not sure I'm really into You're it. You're up. Yeah. Yeah. I, my interest is peaked, but I'm not fully into Until it. Until she starts the beating of you, you heard, it's hard to know where it's going to go from there. I can't get my nut up without a good shot to the chin. I know, right? Uh, enough about my fucking wedding night. <laughs> that was almost a spit take. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't spit everywhere on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle is led to her bed and kind of shown the ropes by a prison guard, and this is in no way, shape, perform me being lazy at my job this is all very interesting plot yes and our next clip this is your bet listen you look like a nice kid don't mess with the warden whatever she wants just give it to her thanks hi i'm amy hi i'm michelle do you snore no why because i sleep underneath you oh. girl that used to sleep in this bed made noises like a chainsaw what happened to her she died six weeks ago got behind her payment they od'd her very messy who is they Sheila. She's got all the action on everything around here. But what about the warden? Warden doesn't give a shit. What are you in here for? Prostitution, drugs, theft, everything in the book. So what about you? You look sort of innocent. Um, I robbed a bank. (laughs) God, are you kidding? (laughs) That's great. What is so funny, Amy? We got a bank robber in here. Sheila, meet Michelle. Hi. (laughs) You robbed a bank. Well, that's what I'm in here for. So what happened? My husband and a cop got killed. It was a security central bank. No fucking shit. (laughs) See you around. It wasn't a security central bank. I know, but she's got a real hard on for security central. She got busted there herself. Scored you some points. Thanks. (laughs) That was really nice of Amy. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Nothing could possibly go wrong from this prison friendship. Nope, this is uh, all going to end well. I don't even see even need to even keep watching this movie. I think this is a happy ending. Well, if Orange is the New Black is any indicator, only good things happen to white girls with blonde hair in prison. That's right. This is going to be great. (laughs) Everything is going to be just fine for for Michelle. Everyone's going to be fine getting out of prison right now. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Then they're going to start their own band. It's going to be great. Later that night, an inmate meets a guard and is led away to what I'm assuming is the warden's fuck pad to play. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote this. To play recreate a Duran Duran video. <laughs> Right? <laughs> the way she comes out in that mask, I was expecting like, and I'm hungry like the wolf. <laughs> it totally looked like that. Dude. It did. It did. It did. But in the middle of that, it's revealed that she's in a large amount of bondage gear. There's like the chain bra thing with a leatherish bra underneath. Mm-hmm. And all this while, a male guard is watching and getting his hackles up, if you will. Oh, yeah. We're later introduced to him, but we don't know who it is now. But you can tell right off the bat just by looking at him, he's fucking slimy as shit. 
douche McGee. The ladies strip. One takes off her bra and then demands that the prison warden strips, basically very forcefully by whipping her a little bit with a riding crop. Ha-cha. She hits her a couple times with it and then demands that she strips and then says do it faster. <laughs> then the ladies have a little slap and tickle while all the boobs are out and pretty decent. Gig. Uh, D. May not have necessarily been my taste, but anytime you can see a naked lady beat another naked lady, that's a good film. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Especially when it's consensual like this. That's, that's Oscar material. The only thing non-consensual about this and the only thing that's wrong is the warden is a person in power using her power to get sexual favors from an inmate. That's true. That's wrong. That is wrong. But as far as everything else they're doing with the two ladies and the slap and tickle. It's very right. It's so right. It's so right. It's very right. <laughs> I feel right. The only thing that would have made Matt happier is if he would have seen a scene of them scissoring. Mmm. <laughs> I know it doesn't really do anything, but god damn is it a visual. Matt's new website, scissorenthusiast.com. Really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Send me tweets of your scissoring. <laughs> You're going to get a bunch of fabric scissors, nuts there, yeah, like yeah, carving up scissors. fabric. They cut from this to the infirmary and another naked inmate dancing around and singing before looking for drugs around the infirmary. Well, that's what I like to do around the infirmary. So at this particular moment, I'm all like, hey, thank you, movie, because... Uh, movie, this is... I'm I'm sitting here going, this is the... This is, this is why we got into this business. <laughs> this is why I admitted to court that I would actually like to do a movie review podcast I in the hopes that we'd do something like this. I knew eventually he'd get to exploitation. He could help himself. Oh, I I love exploitation almost as much, if not more, than I love horror. Yeah, see, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I can never be more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see myself a getting a naked second. cage tattoo, but I have plenty of horror movie tattoos. You should get yourself a naked cage tattoo. <laughs> not this movie, no. no, no, no. I'll, I'll pick a better women in prison film oh, to get a tattoo from, maybe. <laughs> and then I'll be divorced. <laughs> All right, so the inmate is dancing and singing along, looking for drugs, and then eventually she finds what I assumed was a cigarette, but it turns out it's probably a joint. Yes, I believe that is uh, that is not a cigarette. Did I mention that she's soaking wet and has a towel but refuses to use it to cover anything up? Eh, what or, are you going to do? Or dry off. Maybe she likes to air dry. Why are you judging her in her choices? I'm not. As a matter of fact, I fully support them. All right. So much so that I backed up and watched this scene again. Oh, really? To this part. Yeah, I watched like three times. <laughs> Just the dancing in the... No, yeah. no, I went back all the way to the... To the, to <laughs> the, the slap and to tickle the, scene? To the Duran Duran video. <laughs> that explains why you were talking about dust earlier. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Your fucking right forearm is huge. <laughs> I'm swollen by right. <laughs> uh, that's your weight loss plan right there. Yeah. <laughs> Bait the pounds away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a book. Someone's going to write a book now. It's going to go bait your pounds away. Trademark copyright. There you go. Good job. <laughs> Cinema psyops. <laughs> AKA me. I own that. <laughs> Court psyops. All right, I so faded my pounds away. <laughs> <laughs> so she's smoking that left-handed cigarette, which has to be passed upon the left-hand side, if you catch my drift. Yes. While someone stands behind a screen and strips down, uh, this is not looking good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, what's going on? You're ruining my good time movie. I thought this was going to be a fun movie. Dude creeps on over a top of a couple of beds and goes full bore rape as the movie cuts away when he's pulling her around, slapping her around, and getting super rapey. God damn it, I thought this was going to be a good time. No more good times for you. All of your nudity will be tainted with this kind of stuff. Welcome to Women in Prison Films. <sighs> they cut away from that to our next clip. You went the whole nine yards in your first defense? It's ambitious. No, it's no ma'am. No ma'am. You know, they call this place the cage, Michelle. The longer I work here, I think they're goddamn right. The guards, zookeepers... 
And you are the animals. As long as you stay loyal to me, I'll protect you. And you'll have certain privileges. Can't you knock? I want you to come and see something, Michelle. And then I think it'll help you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, the poor girl. <laughs> According to Darwin, only the strong ones survive. Why did she do that? She got tired of being an animal. This is the last time I save your ass. Come on, for Christ's sake, what's all this fuss about? She was everyday poon. I don't enjoy dealing with Brenda. I'm entitled to have a little fun on this lousy job. Keep your hands off the girls. What about you, Warden? Take off your stupid glasses, Smiley. Yes? Brenda Williams wants to talk to you. Shit. You, stay over there. I'd love to. What can I do for you? Protect my people, that's what you can do. This is a prison, not a suicide prevention center. There were traces of cocaine found on Ruby's body, a roach by her bed. I have hundreds of inmates to think about. I won't mother a drug addict. Something happened to Ruby and it wasn't just dope. You just keep your people clean or it's your ass. This doesn't concern you. This is between Amy and me. Nothing you black shithead zoo concerns me. Just stay out of my face. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Sure, Brenda. I am trying to do some good in here for my people so that they could have some hope when they get back out there. That's why I don't allow any dope. You brought that shit to Ruby, didn't you? I trusted you, Amy. I'm sorry, Brenda. She was begging me for it. We all knew Ruby was in a bad space. You let her down when she needed your help the most. Okay, lots to unpack in that clip. Oh, yeah. All right. So first of all, the reaction the warden has to the death of the black inmate seems to me as though she may or may not hate black people. Possible. I don't know if it's that as much as it's also she just doesn't really care about the M's. No, she doesn't want to deal with Brenda. She doesn't mind talking with the other ones, but she doesn't like talking with Brenda because Brenda's trying to make a better life for the blacks, and she's completely dismissive about that, and she has no problem in the clip i took it out but fucking smiley refers to the yeah, girl that he raped who either he murdered to cover it up or they murdered to cover it up or she killed herself because what he did with to her was so horrible she couldn't live with it yeah he refers to her as racial slur poon which rhymes with poon yeah you can yeah, figure yeah, that out can figure it out or watch the movie yeah if you've already seen the movie and right after he does that she doesn't wince she doesn't look at him like how dare you she automatically just kind of shrugs it off like well i guess you're right since she was only a black girl it's no big deal that could be you might not yeah you might not be wrong on that it's almost like institutionalized racism is something that is persistent in the prisons of the united states hey 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 you make actually a really good point but hey but yeah that's probably true but hey it's most definitely true so while i have some issues with some of the things that this movie does and it feels very unrealistic it feels like there's something the writer was trying to work out and kind of bring attention to at the same time yeah most of these types of women in prison or just prison films in general are exploitive as shit they don't try and bring up any other points other than prison is hell and it will turn you into a monster. Yeah. Whereas this one is actually looking like it's trying to show that the corrupt administration is more than just them trying to prostitute out the inmates. It's actually the corrupt administration is purposely trying to cause problems for the black inmates. Yeah. And make their life even more difficult. Yeah. Well, in no movie or show is prison ever shown as a, oh, it's rehabilitation. You serve your time, you leave, you become a productive member of society. It's pretty much always 
ways you go in, no matter what you went in for, you're going to come out worse than you were before. Orange is the New Black kind of glosses it over a little bit, but it was minimal Even security. Even then, I mean, until... that's, that's minimal security. And also, they kind of went after like those privately owned prisons, you know, pro- for-profit prisons. Right, yeah. And then once it went into maximum security from there, it felt more like an actual what, what you hear about prison kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. At the very end of the clip, you actually hear a fight getting started, and it leads to a fight where Amy is getting the living shit beaten out of her to the point where Michelle tries to jump in and stop. And it looks like Amy got knocked out pretty much from the first punch and then the lady was going to beat her to death and that's when Michelle jumped in to stop it. Yeah, yeah. Michelle jumped in, yeah, because Amy was just going to get her ass kicked. And so Michelle jumps in and she tries to get involved, but she ends up only getting her ass kicked as well. Uh, she kind of got a couple good shots in though. Yeah, but a she couple, gets beat but... down real yeah, yeah. good. She, she gets it real good. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie, kind of liked watching this. Oh yeah? Only one thing I had a problem with this. What's nobody got their tops ripped off? Yeah, I know. Where's the where's where's the baby oil and <laughs> where's the scissoring finishing move? Yeah, I mean, that Matt's that, dying for. It's just delightful. <laughs> Scissoringenthusiast.com. Matt's favorite new website. <laughs> So then the warden comes in and breaks it up by firing a gun into the air, gets the everybody to kind of go away. And then Brenda rats out the girl that did the beating because Brenda has a very strict no violence policy or, you know, they can do better than violence. Brenda has a code of kind of honor there. Yeah. She's not going to survive very long. (laughs) No, Brenda's going to be dead soon. Yeah. This, this high road thing. Brenda's entirely too honest for life. Yeah. And this whole high road thing doesn't really work in prison. You got to do what you have to do to survive. It seems like. Yeah. Okay. So they cut away from that and we see that in the infirmary, the warden comes to Letch on Michelle and it looks like she's trying to create a new fuck buddy and upgrade, if you will. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. She also wants to turn her into a rat so she has multi-levels of good things going on and sends in Amy as a reward, kind of? Yeah, like, uh... She thinks they're a couple, I think, so she's like... No, I don't think she thinks that, but she's like, here's your friend, at least, you know. I don't even think that Warden cares so much if they're a couple or not. He just knows that, you know. Amy's friendly with her. Yeah. It's some kind of reward. It's well, they're bunkmates, so that. Yeah. Michelle is offered drugs from Amy, and that is our next clip. Oh, hi. What was that all about? Nothing. God, it's so strange here. Everything in my life seems like it's so far away. First few weeks are tough. I usually ease the pain with a little... I got some if you want. I don't think so. Not funny, wait. It's how I got here in the first place. Willie would have never robbed a bank if he hadn't been high all the time. But you loved him, right? No. I mean, I loved him, but it was over. We went to summer camp together when we were kids. He was a little outlaw even then. I always felt like he was a piece of me. Love's about as hard a habit to break as drugs. Yeah, I know. When I got here, I was hooked. Heroin. Randy did it to me. So I kicked the habit. But I'm still hooked on him. My God, Amy, you went cold turkey in here? Never do that again. No way. You know what I do? Close my eyes really tight, and then I think about something that takes me far away from here. Like right now, I'm riding on Misty. That's my horse. You don't have to get high, Amy. Sometimes I feel like I do. Sometimes I want it so bad. Will you help me stay off, Michelle? Will you help me? Yes, I will. You know, you're the first person who ever stood up for me. I'll never forget what you did. Yes. She will forget. Yes. She will never forget what you did, Michelle. But she's going to forget, Michelle. You are friends till the end in prison, and nothing will ever, ever come between you, because this is going to have a very happy ending. Spoiler alert. Minor setbacks and things like that. I mean, everything's going to be perfectly fine. Don't listen to Matt. There's, she's, she's, Unless you've already seen the movie, and then I guess, you know, whatever. She's going to turn. <laughs> 
mean, you can always trust a junkie, Matt. I Listen, if there's one thing I've always said in life, is you can totally trust a junkie. See I'm, my I'm, wallet? <laughs> yes. Um, That's what you get for letting a junkie hold your wallet, Matt. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I am the junkie. <laughs> Uh, I am them. I am them. I am them. Them is me. <laughs> they cut from this to a sex scene between the warden and that one particular inmate. So thank you again, movie. Thank you. Couldn't have been a different inmate, at least. I uh, mean, I don't care. I didn't. I'm, I'm, not, care. I'm not upset that I got to see the same pairs of boobs again. Only this time, you know, a little more. And the warden and her get heavy. really done up. Yeah, they really mm-hmm. have it going on uh, with their weird stuff. I mean, they're really trying to reenact a Duran Duran video they really each time are. they're having sex. Maybe Duran Duran's like the warden's favorite band i just absolutely could not put in that much effort to sex <laughs> getting all costumed up and yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff really yeah i just I, I mean, sometimes the production's 50 percent of the battle my friend that's just a lot of work yeah you get a stage going some it, smoke isn't it enough just to lights. be really good at what you do isn't that enough anymore i like to do a laser light show during it <laughs> it's nice except it's, that it's, one time that you shine lasers into your own eyes and you needed surgery well i mean listen you know a gamer's gonna go out no matter what the perchance of injury is and maybe you get one but you get back up on the horse and keep going cut from this to amy shows michelle her pet bird as they bond over this soft loving creature they even play very soft loving music over top of this their friendship is strengthened and there is no way amy will ever betray michelle and it's a wild bird so now they both have you know some disease that's incurable because you handled <laughs> the fucking dirty bird and it's symbolic it's a caged wild bird wow look at you yeah fucking try hard i think yes. they, i think they put that in purpose on the script i really do you think yeah no it's an injured bird who has been put into a cage and held against its will after that michelle makes nice with the girl she fought with because brenda makes her apologize and they cut away from that to someone on the hunt for blondes grabbing blondes by the hair turning them around to see if they can find the right one anybody who has ever seen any kind of film before can figure out what's going on here yeah. Uh, after the first blonde gets grabbed and spun around. You kind of know what's coming up. You know someone's looking for Michelle and you know who that person is. I yeah. mean, it's not hard to figure it out. Here's the first part where you're kind of like, well, this isn't realistic because if there are two people who do a crime together, they typically do not get sent to the same prison as each other. You would know from experience. Yes. We're always separated. <laughs> She finds Michelle and stabs her in the fucking hand with a screwdriver, and big shock to everyone, it's Rita. Yeah. Things are about to get real, but right before Rita can start delving out her justice, Sheila pulls Rita off of Michelle. You can't fuck with Sheila here. No, and tells her she is no longer in charge. She no longer runs things. Apparently at one point in time, Rita ran the block and now Sheila does. And she is not allowed to hurt Michelle any more than she already has. This is against Sheila's reign because that's who Sheila is. And you also notice that Sheila has a penchant for pretty young blondes and I think she's also trying to groom Michelle. Oh yeah. But Sheila doesn't seem like the type that is one of those do me or you know bad things will happen to you no she seems almost like she wants to romance her a bit yeah she yeah. seems like she's trying to and her other what looks like her fuck buddy that's in her crew doesn't really seem to mind well and also maybe it's not even so much that uh, she, uh Sheila wants another you know uh another fuck buddy uh-huh. it could also be that uh she likes the idea of just having her crew she doesn't have to have sex with her crew but as long as these girls know that she's under her, their protection they'll do other things for her. maybe get her 
or shit, shit like that. Yeah, this or, is this or, is more or less a favor, and also to say, hey, Rita, yeah. you don't get to do whatever you want anymore. I'm yeah, in charge. Yeah, so also it's more multi birds it, with one stone. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's way more about she recognized Rita and said, no, nah, I got to put the squash on that now. Okay, so there's a back and forth between Rita and Michelle accusing each other that they're the reason why they got locked up. Apparently, Rita lied in her testimony saying that Michelle was along for the ride the entire time, and Michelle apparently had testified against Rita for either a reduced sentence or to try and counterbalance what Rita was trying to say, and it looks like they both got sentenced for the crimes. Well, I don't know if really it's uh, that uh, she also testified against Rita as much as she held up the car because, you know, getting uh, Broham Willie in the car, she held him up, so it held up their escape route. Not Broham. Broham's a good thing. It's Dude Bro Willie. Dude Bro Willie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alright, so lunch ends, and nobody really seems to care that someone got stabbed in the hand. The guards just kind of let it go. Amy tries to talk Michelle into paying for protection to help her stay away from Rita, and takes her to the infirmary. They dissolve from this to a shower scene with Michelle. Mmm. Thank mm. you, movie. Thank she's, you, movie. She's all showering up, getting nice and squeaky clean. The, Soapy. The camera lingers on her body in ways that I would probably stare if I could witness this lady showering, so thank you, movie. When all of a sudden, Michelle is attacked by Rita, and Rita is attacking her by smearing red ink on her body with an extremely dull razor. Yes, I can't believe it. It looks painful. Yeah, that looks like that red ink does not feel very good, because Michelle really sells it as she's screaming out, and uh, it, you know how hard it is? You just get a fresh shower, and then somebody's pouring red ink all over you. It's kind of annoying, you know what I mean? <laughs> Usually I pay extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out this whole entire thing was just a dream, as you can probably figure out by the red ink from the razor. Yes. It was in no way, shape, or form a bad special effect. No. Not at all. Not at all. And Michelle wakes up screaming and crying. Amy comforts her, and they cut away from that to our next clip. What's up? It's from Rand. It's coming to visit tomorrow. It's going to talk me into doing a trick with Smiley. You know it. I have an idea. I've got a message for you, buddy. So listen good. My people... We don't like you messing with our girl, Amy. You know why? Because we don't like small timers like you cutting in on our action. What's your name, baby? Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. Real cute, Michelle. When you getting out of here? Because I got work for you. I got all the work you can handle. I'm not interested in your bullshit. Oh, wait a minute, baby. And Amy's not interested either. Not in your company. Not in your business. And not in doing you any favors. You tell your buddy Smiley to back off. Don't you come visiting here anymore. Hey, Dandy Randy. Hey, man. You got a G full of candy tonight, huh? Hey, you know it. How you doing, bro? What's up? I got a different chick for you. Well, I don't want any of your lousy hookers, man. I want your lady. Come on, a favor's a favor, right? Hey, would you relax, man? Just look around you here. Whatever you see is yours, okay? Three days ago, everything was cool about Amy. And now you're jerking me off. Hey, nobody's jerking off nobody, understand, okay? Just forget about Amy, man. She's got another lover. Some chick named Michelle also happens to live where you work. Michelle. That's right, Michelle. Michelle's a smart ass. <laughs> you know what she calls you, man? She calls you an impotent sicko, man. Oh, smiley, my boy. I don't know what it is, but they all hate your guts, man. You think so? I know so. I think they love my pretty face. 
They just hate it when I make them scream. In your dreams, man. Hey, you know what else she calls you, man? A penitentiary pansy, man. <laughs> penitentiary pansy, I love it. Penitentiary pansy, I can't believe it, man. Michelle, I want you to wiggle your fingers for me. Why? Why? Because I want you to notice that at no time did your fingers ever leave your hands. And I don't want to be sued for malpractice. <laughs> <laughs> Doc. Look, you had a bad gash. Keep it clean and you'll be fine in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Doc. Uh, excuse me, Warden. You've been spending a lot of time here. What have you learned? Learned? About Sheila. Nothing. Look, I'm sorry, but I told you. I'm not going to spy for you. I admire a stubborn woman. You're very beautiful. But you're not as intelligent as I thought you were. In fact, you're being very stupid. There is a saying that there is no reasoning with a fool. Ah! Too bad. You just lost your protection, girl. Well, things are just not looking good for Michelle. She's getting <laughs> basically attacked on all sides. Yeah. Penitentiary pansy. <laughs> I looked it up, and while that can be used as a pejorative towards homosexuals, oh, really? it's mostly used to just call someone a sissy. Yeah. You know, which is still even sissy as a pejorative as well. Yeah. But it's a way of... Of basically, it's like a toxic masculinity thing. Yeah. And it's being used against a character that I absolutely hate. So it's kind of like, eh, I'm going to risk it. Yeah. So if for whatever he reason. he is a really horrible person. Yeah. And this, so if for whatever reason that is a pejorative that someone has used towards you, and that was a word that you didn't appreciate hearing on our show, I very yeah. much apologize. Be sorry. Well, and because it was used on a character and it was in a way to get him to be. Yeah. And plus just penitentiary and then blanked out kind of took away from it. Yeah. And I felt like that whole thing kind of drives his character forward and what he starts doing on being out to get Michelle from here on out. And ultra aggressive. Yeah. Now, the film doesn't really explain a whole hell of a lot of what's going on. And I've kind of pieced this together and tried to fill in the blanks on my own. I think Smiley is smuggling in drugs for Amy's boyfriend, Pimp. Yes. And I think that the drugs that are being dealt are being brought in by Smiley. And the payment for him bringing them in is to be able to tap Amy. Well, I think at first the payments were any of this guy's uh, prostitutes who work for him. Uh-huh. And then I think Smiley got all fucking tired of that and then wanted Amy, which I think for somehow it was like a power play by Smiley. Yeah. But the guy he says, I want your woman. Basically, yeah. But or I don't like think the guy cares. And I think the guy's like, cause he even laughed it all off. And I don't think he would have cared if Amy would have done it. I don't think he would have cared. I think Smiley plays even uh, these power games where they're not even needed and because I think the guy's like the guy probably in his head's like, Oh my God, you are letting me off so cheap for getting drug money. <laughs> you know? Kind of, yeah. All right, so after the entire clip, Michelle steals a lid off of the jar after being told that she is no longer under the warden's protection, and it turns out it's this solid, giant fucking metal lid. She smacks it off like the side of the cabinet to make a loud thud to let you know that this shit is serious. It's not fucking around. Mm -hmm. And then she tucks it away inside the bandage for her cut-up hand. How no one ever finds this or knows it's there or they don't check it or anything like that from here on out in the movie. I have no fucking clue but I'm just going to press the I believe button whatever. Yeah. She works it into her bandage and she starts plotting I'm guessing revenge or something. I don't really know what's going on here anymore. The film's not bothering to tell us. Yeah right. They cut away from this to the warden's sex toy is attacked for not paying. Uh oh. And Sheila suffocates her in some dirty laundry. Goddamn. If, if you're, you're a panty you're sniffer this is the way you probably want to go. True, true. This is like every dirty pervert's dream. <laughs> to be suffocating dirty laundry in yes. a women's prison? Uh-huh. <laughs> Why are you looking directly at me when you say that? Because <laughs> reasons. <laughs> 
This makes me entirely uncomfortable, so we're going to cut away from that to our next clip. Hi, darling. Hi, Daddy. What happened to your hand? Don't worry, it's nothing. How are you, Michelle? I'm okay. We're going to get you out. Mom, my chances of getting out of here are zero. Unless Rita changes her testimony, I'm not going to get out, okay? Honey, Misty's been real frisky lately. Uh, She's getting ready to fall soon. We didn't forget your birthday, Michelle. We know we've got to give this to the authorities, but we wanted to open it for you first, honey. Michelle. 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 It's about time I got lucky with the top officer. Excellent credential. Excellent. Welcome aboard. I really appreciate that, ma'am. You know, the way I see it, these people have made some mistakes, and they're paying for them now, but they're still entitled to law and order, just like we are. That's why I'm here. Well, good luck. Thank you, ma'am. Rita Marani is here. Bring her in. Welcome home. Boy, I bet you're going to get a couple of gray hairs before you get out of here. Unless, of course, you dream up another breakout like you did the last time. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. You know, I am going to be retired on beach before you have your first parole meeting. But until then... Why don't we work together? Okay, so after this, Rita drugs Sheila, pretending to basically fall over and spill her drink on her as yeah. kind of cover and keep her distracted. Then she drops a what looks like an ibuprofen yeah, into her coffee. It was one like uh, one of those dissolvable kids' Tylenols. <laughs> I don't know what that would do to that large woman, but... Nothing. It's, but... A, it's supposed to be like a roofie type yeah. of a drug or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Which it's weird that the prison warden has that in huge supply. Oh. Don't think too deeply about that if you think about it it's not all that weird at all <laughs> no i think it's a little odd if you really think about it, it for, for this warden i don't really want to think about it it just makes bet. me feel creeped out start thinking about it this it's called cinema psyops not cinema we don't think about it <laughs> i tried to call cinema we don't think about it but oddly enough there was already a podcast that existed <laughs> at that title and that's and that podcast is last house on the left i'm not thinking about it me neither end of the show <laughs> <laughs> that was our first First and only show. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. The ruse works, and Rita ends up using this to her advantage whenever the drugs start to take effect. She dons some brass knuckles, which who knows where she got those from. No way, shape, or form would a warden just give a prison inmate a fucking weapon. Seriously, the warden gave her roofies. You don't think the warden's not going to give her a weapon? Fine. <laughs> Should have named it Cinema We Don't Want to Think About It. <laughs> or could have named it Cinema We Don't Know How to Pick Up a sarcasm (laughs) (laughs) this is also true Uh, the alternative photography for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she dons the brass knuckles and picks a fight that everyone gives a rush towards to watch. Rita is still grossly outmatched, even with the drugs and the knuckles, but Sheila eventually succumbs to the drugs enough to where Rita can get the upper hand. And I also feel like Rita took a little bit of a beating to make it realistic where people would think that maybe she actually did handle this without doping up Sheila. Yeah, right. Rita ends up getting the upper hand and and beats the living hell out of Sheila. It's kind of almost uncomfortable to watch. It's really bad. Yeah, it's kind of brutal. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there goes all the sexy times. I mean, thanks, movie. <laughs> if this was consensual beating the hell out of each other, it would be very sexy. Yeah, I can't handle that. But they're not into it. Not my bag, <laughs> That's baby. That's not their thing. And so she ends up taking the crown from Sheila, becoming the new ruler of the cell block, which everyone kind of cheers her on, and she stands proudly and declares something along those lines she turns to tell michelle that she is next and they cut 
away from that to Michelle is taken to solitary confinement after this very fight. They cut away from that to our next clip. Why do you always make me nervous when you treat me nice? <laughs> Recognize this key? Solitary. Yes, and there's a girl down there that is exactly your type. <laughs> you are setting me up with a broad, huh? <laughs> I'm not a matchmaker. Come on, Wood. What do you want in return? Nothing. I just want you to be the romantic law enforcement officer you always are. Anything else? No, just whispers, sweet nothings in her ear, and Michelle will be yours. Michelle? You don't like the name? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just love it. They cut from this to Smiley drops into Michelle's solitary cell and straight up tries to rape her. Oh, yeah. She uses the metal in her bandage to bash him really fucking good in the side of the face and bust his goddamn nose right open. This drives him. You blew my nose. This drives him to come at her with a baton and then she beats him to a bloody pulp with that metal shit in her her hand. I've never been so happy. <laughs> never has a blonde woman been so attractive to me as I know, she was right, right there. I, know, I was like, wow, typically blondes don't do it for me, but... Uh, You're I, all right, Michelle. Can I You're buy, all right. Could I buy you a drink of your choosing in plain sight in which your drink is never away from you? <laughs> I don't know, just the way, the way she can go in this prison. You know, just, yeah, yeah, Michelle's going to have a hard time be, trusting anyone ever again. I wanted everything to be on the up and up here. <laughs> After she beats him to a bloody pulp they fade to the new guard named Rhonda finds Michelle sitting there curled up with the guard beat to a bloody pulp in her cell after noticing that he left his utility belt on the outside of the door she ends up taking this to the warden and the warden says that they will end up doing an internal investigation uh-huh. which is essentially saying sweep, sweep it under the, the rug, rug. <laughs> They cut from this to shower scene, so thank you, movie. All right, now. Yeah. Now this is it. I enjoy it. (laughs) Very much, especially when they're attractive ladies like we got in this film. Mm. (laughs) Disproportionately a larger amount of attractive women in prison prison. uniforms that you never really see women dressed in those kind of prison uniforms. A lot of hot ladies committed a lot of hot crimes. Exactly how I say it to my in my prayers every night to a non-existent God. It's like, what did you do? Oh, I accidentally killed a girl during a lingerie pillow fight. What did you do? Oh, I was running a sexy bikini car wash without licensing. What did you do? Forging checks. God damn it. Janet, will you just leave? They cut away from that to our next clip. You'd think with that fucking food we wouldn't have any teeth left to brush. I haven't had my welcome back visit from you, sweetheart. What, do you think you're off the stuff or something? I was off the stuff before you broke out, and I'm going to stay off it. When are you going to learn? One's a junkie. Always a junkie. Right after Rita becomes like the queen bee or the main one in charge or however you want to put it, when she's like the head of the fucking block for her prison block, they start doing this weird thing where every time she kind of becomes like starts wandering into screen or the to like herald her arrival, you hear the sound of like a slowed down rattlesnake rattle or something. Well, yeah. And it's uh, yeah, I think that was on purpose. Well, no, they did it on purpose that way, like to kind of herald her arrival or just to kind of accent all the things that she's doing. I think what 
they were trying to do was give the menace that this actress can't quite get across. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just my penchant for dark haired girls and pale skin, but I had a hard time believing that Rita was capable of the kind of evil, like the actress. Like I couldn't believe her that she was capable of doing the kind of evil they showed her doing. Thank God you're married. <laughs> I know. Or else there's some dark haired, pale girl who would just take you to the fucking cleaners. <laughs> maybe that's already happened. <laughs> she just stuck around and continues to take me to the cleaners. <laughs> she was like, oh, I'm going to play the long con on this one. Amy is forcefully shot up with heroin by Rita. Fuck you, it, Rita. And they cut from this to our next clip. Bought you some fruit. Something else to wear. Thank you. Why are you in solitary? I don't know why I'm in solitary. Rhonda, I don't even know why I'm in prison! God, everything keeps getting worse and worse and I haven't even done anything! Listen to me. I've seen your file. What do you believe? I don't know. Talk to me. Rhonda, I don't belong in here. I never did anything worse in my whole life than a speeding ticket. Tell me about the bank robbery. Tell me. Right now. You got ten minutes. Bye-bye, Bertie. See you on the outside. Sorry, Blondie. It's 25. Since when? Since Rita took over. Well, you can just go tell Rita to go fuck herself. Hey, why don't you go tell her yourself? Maybe she'll give you a discount. Okay, okay, it's only five bucks. Well, 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 don't we look under the weather. Come on, I need another shot. I don't have any money. Well, this happens to be your lucky day because you just won an appointment with the pharmacist. Kitten wants some catnip, huh? Got something for me. Just one more, huh, Rita? Just one more. Sure, I'll get you just one more. But from now on, you owe me. So what you're saying is that Rhonda Flushing, blonde, 32 years old, retired from women's penitentiary in Pittsburgh with a back injury and is still in a wheelchair? You got it. Oh, you won. See you. Okay. Son of a bitch. Sit down. Do you know what this is? This says you've been transferred to another prison, signed and approved. You're gonna be gone by Friday. What the fuck is this? Huh? What the fuck is this? And what the fuck was that song you were singing me last week, how you and I were gonna work together? Hey, don't look at me. I didn't have anything to do with it, but I have a suspicion it did. You know, Diane, I could really fuck up your plans for an early retirement with what I know about you. You know what I want. I want five minutes alone with that bitch, Michelle. Get it for me! Rita, just calm down. I've got the plan all worked out. First step is for you to get a certain piece of information to the black. I'll take care of everything else. You'll get your five minutes. What do you want? It's about Ruby. What do you know about Ruby? Bitch, before I lose my cool. You know, Michelle, well, Smiley tried to rape her when she was in solitary. He did the same thing to Ruby. Right from the warden. Now, why would the warden tell you that? Huh? Oh, forgot. You white girls like to get funky with that bitch. You hear that? You hear that? The warden is giving us her blessing. She's counting on us outside of Brent. What do you think? What do you think, huh? Well, I know I'm for one, I am tired of listening to that now don't be violent. I want to see homeboy get his balls cut off. That was good. That was really good. You're still my loyal little kitten, aren't you? Come on, man, Rita, I need a bat. I know. You know I always take care of you. But not until your work is done. Where have you been? What is she doing? I got this key. It opens the door that leads to the basement. I think it's a really good hiding place for you. You want to go check it out? Sure, let me see it. I, I left the door open. So I'll just take care of this stuff and, and meet you down there, okay? Thank you. 
Amy. Okay, so here we see that uh, you uh, can never trust a junkie. Oh, uh, Amy. Who would have thought that Amy would have betrayed Michelle? Well, you know, not totally her fault. She didn't, like, ask to take heroin again. Yeah. Heroin was forced upon her. Yeah, fair enough, but still, never trust a junkie. No, guess not. And in prison, no one can hear you scream, no, I don't want heroin. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's, uh, that's an assault of a different kind. Yeah. Michelle heads into the basement little area which is clearly a setup and anyone who knows anything about prison if someone tells you to go somewhere but they don't go with you that you're going to you're going to get shivved yeah for sure something bad's about to happen it's not it's not going to be a good it's not like you're going down there surprise oh you guys i thought you forgot about my birthday yeah it's not going to be that yeah it's going to be surprise oh my god you guys remembered to shiv me thank you clip probably and she runs afoul of rita after the movie is padded out with a whole bunch of shit of Michelle walking around, calling out and asking if Amy is there. It looks a whole lot like a boiler room, so at one point in time, Rita gets transformed into acting like Freddy Krueger by laughing, showing the boiler room everywhere and laughing. I was half expecting to see the knives come down in a pipe. Well, at one point in time, she was sharpening the blade for her shiv on the fucking metal there. I just would have to see the four fingers come down, then Freddy looks around and goes, oh, oh, wait, no, this is is way different than my spot. I, I, I should go. Michelle runs off, but is locked in because, big shock, Amy used the key to lock her in. That's why she didn't take it with her. And at the last moment, right before Rita can get there to carve up Michelle, Amy finally lets her out, and Amy is now a dead woman walking. We Uh, know this signs her death warrant. Well, at least she came back around. Yeah, she kind of betrayed her, but then decided not to, so maybe she didn't really want to betray her. Maybe it was the drugs, and maybe it's not her fault, because she got shot up against her will. Uh, However you want to look at it, this movie's really kind of stretching for plot at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> that right now, the director's like, is there any other way we can show another pair of titties? I mean, when in doubt, movie, just show another fucking shower scene for fuck's sake. Right? How about, how about everyone, like, all of a sudden, AB's clean, and everyone's friends now, and, you know, everyone's just gonna forget all the bad blood. Yay! And to celebrate, they take a shower together. Nothing but showers and scissoring for the next decade. <laughs> Scissorenthusiast.com <laughs> Cut from this to Rita shoving a chunk of broken mirror down Amy's throat after punching her in the gut. Well, I know she stabs her in the gut. So she takes that chunk of mirror, is what I thought, and stabbed her in the gut? No, someone else punched her in the gut, so she screamed and then shoved it down her throat. Okay, I While thought she, she was screaming. Well, I thought because there were several pieces, she took one piece, stabbed her, then she screamed, and she put the glass in her yeah. mouth and then punched her. Well, what I thought they were trying to do was sort of like a Glasgow grin where they put like a oh. credit card or something in your yeah. mouth and then like punch you until no, it splits I, your mouth open or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and I got that part. I just thought they also stabbed her in the stomach to get her. Like, yeah. It was like a double whammy of, of well, if they did, horribleness. If they did, the movie forgot to put blood on her dress when she's found later dead. Yeah, that's true. In that area. So that's uh, why I assume she didn't. Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't think of that part. I was just, I was just, I was too like, wow, that was fucking brutal. Yeah. They cut away from this to Michelle looking to get a weapon of some sort, and it's given to her by, I think, the lady who tried to beat the shit out of Amy, and she then said she was okay and cool with, right? Yeah. I think that's the same actress. I can't, I can't really remember. I didn't pay close enough attention, but I feel like that's what the movie should have done, is make it that same person that they're friends now. How do you pay attention to this point when you've, we've had to pay so much attention to shower scenes? (laughs) A shower scene. A shower scene. A disappointing shower scene. (laughs) 
all said and done, it doesn't stack up to other women in prison movies for that. Yeah, that's true. So the weapon is just given to her for no reason at all and no favor to be called upon later or anything like that. It's just all of a sudden somebody decides to be nice to her. But whatever movie, you're barreling towards the end and I don't want to argue with you to make this go any longer. <laughs> they cut from that to the warden talking to Smiley, who is all nose casted up, looking like some kind of weird nightmare fuel. Well, good. He's pissed off more that she broke his nose because he can't wear his sunglasses more than anything else. Yeah, probably. And he's also full of himself and he thinks he's real pretty. Yeah. And so now she's spoiled those good looks. Well, and yeah, and you saw he constantly was looking in mirrors and stuff like that. So yeah, he yeah, had a pretty high opinion of himself. He was pretty convinced that song was about him. Yes. So basically what she's trying to do is talk busted nose Smiley into killing the new guard Rhonda because she found out Rhonda is actually an undercover cop looking to basically uncover the corruption in this prison. Ah, damn. The idea is using the uprising in the black section is the whole entire plan. Mm -hmm. They cut from this to our final clip. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the fight. We ain't got no spite. We just doing what's right. I say we kill him. We kill him. Kill him. talking is dead ain't no justice in here it might be some out there and for out there what you believe in is true but some of us ain't making it back out there so we got to stand for what we believe in in here then you do it right there's a witness the girl michelle no there ain't she ain't testified she ain't found no charges she's scared nothing left but us and smiley i say kill him we kill him Okay, so that was pretty intense. Yeah. And she was doing her best Dolomite there. That's uh, why I pulled that clip. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to pull any more, but I'm like, no, that, that needs to be a that clip. That was a Dolomite clip, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually loved the little chant so much. I'm just going to make a little loopable clip here. Let's see if this works. Okay, girls, what should I do with Matt? That seems kind of harsh. Are you sure? You're so vain. Yeah, they hate your singing as much as I do. Guess it's not so harsh anymore, huh? (laughs) Yeah, see? There you go. (laughs) I only got one bar out. If I could have gotten just to the chorus, it would have been great. (laughs) No, never. Never. Anytime you sing, it's always awful. (laughs) What about, am I tough enough? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that guy can't sing for shit anyway, so you hit that perfectly. Okay, so they cut away from this to the girls all sleeping in the dormitory that Michelle is in, and Michelle gets up and starts trying to sneak her way out, but Rita's sitting there smoking a joint wide awake, staring at her, and she watches her walk out of the gate to their particular cell block dormitory to find Amy dead in the shower area. This has her run to where Rhonda is in the main guard station for help, but she has had enough and is out for some fucking vengeance. She uses her new weapon to kidnap Rhonda, but Smiley tries to shoot them because he's out to kill both Rhonda and Michelle. Michelle for busting his nose, Rhonda for being able to bust all of them for their crimes against humanity. (laughs) This 
incites all of the black ladies in the cell block to call out to Michelle, and Michelle wants to let them out, so she demands the key from Rhonda. Smiley shoots many of the women just on the other side of the gate to the black dormitory. He does this after firing on Michelle. She ends up shooting back, clips him right on the fucking left leg, sending him flying over the railing, which was probably the greatest thing in this film next to a shower scene. Hell yeah. And at some point, Michelle tossed the key. I forgot to mention that earlier, and I don't really remember exactly when it happens, but she tosses the key, but it gets there short, and I think he was shooting the women that were trying to reach for the key. Yes. I think that's what he was trying to do. The movie didn't bother to really make a point of showing you this stuff in very prominent detail. It just kind of hopes you noticed it, which I didn't. Was anybody new? No. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Smiley runs out of bullets trying to shoot any of the ladies trying to open the door to the cell block containing all the black women looking to kill him. And finally, the main character who is out for his blood gets that door unlocked, and as he reloads, he is swarmed. He shoots one or two girls down as they are running at him, but they keep chasing him as he runs off as well, and he's got nowhere to go with a busted leg and only about four, maybe five bullets max left. Yeah. He is dragged down and stabbed all to fuck by the ladies of the black dormitory. Wow, that was amazing. He certainly is holy now. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I backed that scene up a couple times to yeah. watch it because I really found some satisfaction in watching them murder his rapist ass. Yes. While this is happening, Rita pulls the gun right out of his hand because he is no longer concerned with holding on to it while being stabbed to death. No, he has other worries right now. Yeah. There are other things on his mind. She ends up taking off his gun belt and dragging that through there as well. So we've got the makings of a full-on fucking prison riot. Yeah. She even grabs the keys because she needs to get at Michelle while she still can because she's got a transfer coming her way. That's when the full-blown prison riot breaks out. This is where the film jumps up amazingly in my estimation. Yeah, it, it, it jumps up a notch. This isn't the first women in prison movie to have a full-end riot at the end of that where the women have had enough for how they've been mistreated. Yeah. But this certainly has some of the more brutal violence of some of them that I've seen. Yes. It's not the best there, but it was enough to where this film rose in my estimation just from this ending riot. Nice. Because otherwise I was going to dismiss it as this is not even worth watching yeah. again. Yeah. But this prison riot meant we, it made me go, no, I'm glad I impulse bought that Blu-ray. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The girls swarm guards all the while Rita is fighting and trying to get through all of this because the guards are being sworn from both ends now because they got two cell blocks yep. out there in that main common area that's just being swarmed back and just, forth. If I'm just one guard right now, I'm just like, I find the nearest exit, just close the door, put my gun down, just whistle away, hands in pocket. <laughs> do, 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 do. So they start swarming the various guards who are just straight up gunning women down. They're yes. shooting them like with shotguns and stuff, but the women swarm them and just start basically attacking the guards and ripping them all to fuck as well, pulling guns off of them and shooting some of them. And it's almost like a zombie movie, you know, where you you, you take a few of them out, but then it, they, they swarm did act you. like that. The yeah. way that yeah, they were like fast moving zombies. Yeah, the fast zombies. Yeah. I had that same thought while I was taking yeah. the notes, but I'm like, we're well, probably it just remind, gonna talk it re- about it anyway. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like the Dawn of the Dead, the early the uh, with you know the the new the remake Dawn of the Dead when they are running through the credits in the opening sequence, and you see them all and they're rushing like uh, the army guys at the very end who are trying to shoot them, but it just doesn't make any difference because I mean it's like you take out two or three, but then you know, holy shit, Rita's still trying to get to Michelle during all of this maelstrom, and all hell just breaks loose, and basically everybody's out to settle scores, and it's a prison riot as you would expect a prison riot to be, and the violence in this sequence is quite good. Yeah. Michelle runs for it while Rita shoots at her, and inmates kill more guards left and right. My anti-establishment 
heart was beating extremely fast and really digging this. <laughs> the warden is all decked out in riot gear and shoots at Rhonda and is dragged down by the inmates as we watch Michelle run some more and Rita chases and shoots at her. Now, once the warden is dragged down at one point, the girls rip off her helmet and realize that it's the warden. Yeah. And they get real excited to oh, go to work yeah. on her. Uh-huh. The film cuts away from this, but you can use your imagination because they're stabbing at her bulletproof vest and it looks like they're forcing hard enough that they're actually getting through. Ugh. They have to be hella pissed I'm just, at her. I'm just saying there's pieces of the warden at this point <laughs> floating around that prison. All that's left is the smell of brute and yeah. a small patch of blood stain. <laughs> yep. Just a small patch of blood stained blonde hair, the faint smell of brute, and that's it. <laughs> There's not enough of her to put together for a burial. Michelle hides out in a sub-basement area that is marked for high voltage or something along those lines. She heads on down to that room as Rita ends up following her and goes looking for her throughout this room. Rita is searching through the entire room, basically gun first, and is stealth attacked by Michelle who uses a fire extinguisher foam. This gets her to drop the gun yeah. and then she gets pissed and charges at Michelle and attacks her and then they have a huge battle where they briefly transform into stuntmen in dresses and wigs, <laughs> then back into the two actresses, then back into the two those, stuntmen. Those hair, those legs got hairy. Not hairy. Hairy again. Not hairy. Well, I was really paying attention to the bodies. Yeah. During the fight. I was just kidding. For obvious reasons. I was just kidding. I don't even think their legs got hairy. I was just making a joke they on did, that one. They yeah, didn't. Yeah, but yeah. I noticed I'm like, attracted? Not attracted. Attracted? Not attracted. I'm like, oh, stuntmen. Wait. Attracted again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Hmm. But anyway, it was kind of obvious, but they cut it together enough to where if you weren't paying attention or if you watched this in cable back in the day, you yeah, wouldn't have noticed shit. Noticed. Yeah. At some point in this fight, Rita ends up on top of Michelle and starts strangling the living fuck out of her. She wants to get this done old-fashioned style and make Michelle suffer, yep. and she wants to watch her slowly die. Michelle gets her hand on top of the gun just in time to grab it and brains Rita with the fucking gun, then pulls the gun on her and tells her that she will shoot her, which then Rita says that she doesn't have the guts to shoot her and then Michelle gives this big fucking speech. At some point in time this has Rita backpedal and begs for her life offering to change her testimony and anyone who knows anything about someone like Rita you know she's totally buying some time. Oh yeah she's lying. Yeah. Shoot that bitch. But then again right as Michelle kind of like okay then we're gonna go and you're gonna take care of this and she drops her guard just enough and Rita gets into a little bit of a scuffle with her and knocks the gun loose and then she gets the gun holds it on Michelle and then starts giving a monologue speech instead of just killing her enemy. How much would I have fucking loved this movie if Rita would have killed Michelle? Right. I would have thought this was the greatest thing ever. Uh-huh. And then Rita doesn't get to survive. No. But so everyone's I, just dead. Yeah. That would have been amazing. That would have been your kind of flick. <laughs> like Sheila breaks out of the infirmary and what's left of her and she beats Rita to death. Yeah. And that's how it ends is Sheila's back in charge but no one lives and no one's happy. No one's happy. Maybe Sheila loses an eye from the gunshot or something. something. That's how I would have wrote this movie. The undercover cop dies. <laughs> of course. That would have been so much better. No happy ending for anybody. Yeah. But anyway, we're almost there anyway to their bullshit happy ending, so let's get there. Okay, so she gives a bit of a monologue, which is then interrupted where Rita goes to kill her and Rhonda shouts out or something like that to interfere and then is shot. This puts Rita's guard down and then Michelle uses this to get another reversal and then at some point in time, she tosses Rita into the electrical box and this is probably the corniest 
best electrocution we've seen since Death Wish 2. Yes. But the actress is really trying hard to sell it. Yeah, I mean, I don't and, blame her. And she looks good shaking and quivering and being killed, so I'm into it. Cliff. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> Turns out Rhonda is still alive, so they leave together. They fade from this to the farm with no explanation as to all of the death and carnage that Michelle has caused and how there aren't additional charges, but whatever. She's finally home again. She gets to see that the horse that she's so in love with for some odd, weird reason. This horse sex is a thing. It, yeah, it probably is. Big time. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but I don't want to pass any disparages that's, onto this. That's it, why she lost. Uh, it's a female Willie. horse, too. So there you yeah, go. That's why she left Willie. She wanted to scissor a horse. Yes. Flip. Yeah, probably. <laughs> get out there and get these done, people. Yeah, come on. So she basically sees that her horse had given birth. The mare has a small type of horse, whatever the fuck the yeah. baby horses are. It's Cult a, or whatever. I well, anyway, she, yeah, she sees that her horse is there. We're not exactly sure how long it's been since that horse has given birth, but she immediately hops on the fucking horse and decides to ride it bareback off into the fucking sunset. Well, at least she's riding something off bareback. Yeah, no kidding. Either way, roll credits. Oh, yes. All right. Okay, so as far as women in prison movies go, this, like I said, it's kind of middle of the road. It's not the absolute worst. It's not the absolute best. Most of the ladies are extremely attractive and not hard on the eyes at all. That is correct. The character of Smiley was excessively rapey and really fucking gross, and I don't feel he got enough repercussions for what was going on with him. Yeah. Although having... I will say the actor did a fine job of playing a fucking douche. Yeah, he's really good at being a fucking sleazeball. Yeah. The movie that I'm looking for, the women in prison movie that I'm looking for, I may have found it after I bought this one. Uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to try and find it on a streaming service first okay, and make sure that it's the right one because we will cover that one eventually too. All right. Because it was my very first women in prison Ooh, film. It's weird. It, it took your cherry. <laughs> for women in prison movies, sure. It, it took your flower. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But overall, it's an enjoyable film. It's a fun waste of like a 90 minutes. Yeah. Like hour 35 minutes. I could say take it or leave it. You could skip it if you don't want to watch it after listening to the episode yeah. if all the stuff that we've said intrigues you like if you want to see that ending sequence or the riot and the you want riot to watch made this film yeah i'm with you on that yeah the riot made because I, I i was the same as you i was like oh my god we actually agree on something because i was like i was kind of like a all right i mean yeah you had a couple nude scenes but yeah. i mean you know we're in the day of the internet we, yo, you can get that anywhere i go but uh this scene but i'm like there's nothing really popping about this movie until yeah. the that end oh that end was good this is the kind of thing you would have seen on usa up all night and you probably would have paid half attention to it hoping to see ronda shear at the breaks yeah right yeah exactly because you wouldn't have all night. you wouldn't have stuck around for gilbert godfrey on this no, movie it no, wouldn't no. have been worth it i would have been like fuck you gilbert i love you gilbert but i ain't sticking around this movie for you <laughs> yeah not for you man at least sorry the, at least the cut up for cable version anyway yeah. but overall it's an enjoyable film uh some of the sequences are a little hinky some of the shots are a little off but i mean it's a fucking canon film and it fits the canon mold perfectly yeah and it's them taking a crack at women in prison movies and they don't fail no it, it's relatively it's, successful it's the it's it's the 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 one it's got all the things you look for in a woman in prison movie if that's like kind of thing you enjoy an above average end of retribution riot for a women in prison yes, film too exactly yeah not the absolute best but it is above average and it is worth seeing that portion alone yes all i right. agree well i think that's all i have to say about i the got movie i got another more 
We got a follow-up news story that we got to fucking get to. We've so, got to get to this news story. So let's move our asses over to the news desk while we take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for yet another podcast. We'll have a little bit of music befitting to The Naked Cage. And when we come back, we will have the news. Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then... Yes. And I can, I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks. And, yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think? I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and, you know, sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors. And, and I think people will do that. I think. Sure. Why not? Well, you know, what? I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at Who Will Survive on iTunes, Stitcher, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh, wait. Can we do it underwater oh, with piranhas killing me? That would kind of be brutal. And if that doesn't work, then you can do the regular promo. All right. Well, just get in the water and I'll go get some fish. All right, cool. I'm not in your town to stay, said a lady old and gray to the warden of the penitentiary. Just here to get my baby out of jail Oh, Warden, I'm just here to get my baby out of jail I tried to raise my baby right I have prayed both day and night That he wouldn't follow the footsteps of his dad all right, little Everly Brothers. Yeah. That's beautiful. Multi-generational thing going on in my family, the love of the Everly Brothers. It's actually something that my grandfather was really into. He really loved their music, and he used to listen to it all the time with my dad. Oh. My grandfather passed on. This is my father's father before yeah. I was ever born. Right. And so I have very vivid memories of my father listening to the Everly Brothers and telling me stories about how much his dad loved them. Yeah. And he passed that love of the Everly Brothers on to me. There you go. And so I now have this connection to my grandfather through their music. Yeah. And I got to kind of know the type of man that my grandfather was just from the Everly Brothers music. There you go. Which is really sweet and saccharine and doesn't really fit for me or this show in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, I know. You really just lost me here. I don't know how to respond right now. The, the walls of court psyops have come down and you're yeah. seeing the court beneath. <laughs> I don't like it. Put it back up. <laughs> Put the walls back Put up. Put the walls back up. I've seen the inner court. It is a good. <laughs> you're very uncomfortable with I, the sweet court. I am. I don't not, like it. I don't like I don't like sincere court. Can we get back to fucking making jokes about dead people court? <laughs> well, while I put the walls back up, Matt, give me some psyop news.
This comes from The Observer. Oh, good. You're going to do it. Yes, I am. Follow up. Follow, follow up, up. PSYOP news. Yes. Alex Jones explains transport on his phone. <laughs> he says porn has always flooded his phone. <laughs> uh, hang on. I'm way off the ball. Here we go. That or they just had a bukkake mouth party. That probably too. Pornography is flooding Alex Jones's iPhone and there's simply nothing he can do about it. Pulling it just to pull it. Yeah, exactly. After an eagle-eyed Twitter user spotted trans porn on a recently opened window on Jones' phone blood. during Comforting a broadcast this week. The Info- Everyone will be coming on my face. The InfoWars host took a moment to address the nation and clarify a few things about his sexual viewing habits. Oh, I have, I have some actual audio about that. Oh, go ahead. I'm homosexual. I'm taking another dick. That sounds like things he would say. Yeah. And he's yeah. quite angry on this one, too. Yeah. And right after he said, I'm taking another dick, uh-huh. he looked square into the camera and told his audience, Come in to me! No, I, I could actually see him doing that. <laughs> and then he said something about it's all a conspiracy, and then the yeah. chem- they're putting chemicals in the water that are turning the freaking frogs straight. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> anyway, he quotes it saying, I probably had porn menus pop up 500 times a day on my phone. Your silicone <laughs> penis budget is out of control. He explained to a concerned female caller on Tuesday and other horse sex news. The transport claims uh, were ridiculous and insane, explained the nervous sounding Jones. Not because he doesn't look at pornography, but apparently because that wasn't one of the dedicated cell phones he uses for porn consumption. And we're back to dicks. There are two types of people. He says, quote, there are two types of people, people who look at porn and people who lie about it. (laughs) Okay, I'll give him credit for at least making that joke. Right. pretty funny. But I wasn't looking at porn on my phone. I don't take phones on air that I look at porn on. My HPV will cure what ails you. Wait, wait. So his claim is he has a separate phone specifically for pornography. Yes. Alright, I'm starting to like him just slightly more. <laughs> that's a good plan. That's a that's, that's a, a solid plan. He's got a burner phone he's got a porn. He's got a porn burner phone. Yes. Okay, that's a solid plan, That's a people. solid plan. <laughs> Unfortunately, it sounds like he brought on the porn, porn burner, burner phone, phone to his show. Let's let's face it. He he's it lying. Yeah, lying. He's juice. lying his fucking Through ass his off. Teeth. Yeah. In July, which he has always done. Let's just admit that. Yeah. In, in July, YouTube issued Infowars a strike after Jones appeared to threaten a transgender person, violating the platform's community guidelines. And of course, this month, YouTube removed Infowars altogether. Hooray for YouTube! Following bans from Facebook and Apple. Shooting and, a fucking hot load all over this dog. That's right. As of this writing, this reporter is. Not experienced the bombardment of pornographic links on his mobile device, casting doubt on Jones' claim that everybody has had porn pop up on their phone hundreds of times. Our buddy Ricky has actually taken a look at Alex Jones's various phones yeah. to try and verify this. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of weighing around on those phones. I, that's what I'm willing to bet. That's what I keep hearing. Now, Bo actually has something to say about looking at that type of pornography. Oh, okay. It's the erection that counts. Oh, oh well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Bo. We thank greatly you, Bo. appreciate that. Yeah, that's nice. Alex Jones is a Fucking liar, people. Yes. Oh my God. He likes looking at trans porn and which, he's, which he's is, a self hater about it. There is nothing wrong with looking nothing at that. Wrong. The he's thing that's wrong s- is he's a self hater and, and he's using that to, he's using, he's demonizing transgender people yes. while fetishizing them and using them as sort of like his kink to help and him get like off. Much like what the first news story stated last week about this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's he, exactly what he's, he's doing. He's bullying them and he's promoting hate speech about them while at the same time he He's fetishizing them, so which is a very typical closet yeah. self-loather. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. 
surprised if like years from now, once Alex Jones gets whatever amount of money finally makes him happier, people just fucking stop paying attention to him. Yeah. If he also becomes trans himself. Right. Or just starts dating a trans person. He's either going to be in transition himself at some point, or I don't think he'll ever be able to bring himself to admit that he may be attracted to trans people. Alex Jones will probably die of a heart attack. I hope so. And I hope it's on the air so we have video of it. Yeah. I want a Bud Dwyer situation where Although we watch the vein explode even, in his chest. I don't even want that, though, for one big reason. Because then all his fucking listeners will go, it's conspiracy and the government murdered him. <laughs> And then Just like it's a conspiracy that all these places are knocking him yeah. off and all of that. Well, okay, here's the thing. Because they all yell about free speech. The only thing free speech guarantees is we can't, the government can't throw you in jail for talking. For, for talking. We it doesn't skirt mean, that line all the time yeah, it here doesn't on this show. mean that you get to say whatever you want and have no consequences. YouTube has full right as a company not to share your message if your message sucks ass. Well, if they deem your message goes against their culture as a company. Yeah, exactly. And they've taken a stance against transphobia, homophobia, mm-hmm. racism, but they've left a lot of that stuff on there long enough that where people finally are like, okay, YouTube, let's cut the shit. Yeah. You may have gotten some money from ad revenue here, but enough's enough. Pull these fuckers. Yeah. And they're starting to. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that, I'm not saying YouTube is some brave company or anything. They're, no. a, they're a company. They did it so. when enough people called their shit on it. Yeah. What I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, companies don't have to let you say what you want on their platforms. These kind of social media companies. Yeah. They could pull you at any moment. Legion Podcast could dump us in a second for whatever reason. They don't even have to give us a reason. It's don't gone. tell him that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, Bo can't dump us or else bad juju. Thousand years. Anyway. <laughs> it would be very bad to steal Joe Boo's rum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would be very bad to steal Joe Boo's rum. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joe Boo. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curve <laughs> Jesus, very good man. Can't hit a curveball. You're telling me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. <laughs> when are we going to do that movie? <laughs> um, I have a feeling that, see, both this is something we'll talk about actually right before the closing of this show here yeah. and I'll just kind of bring it up because it's part of the news Legion Podcast has actually started a Patreon and while no one will support us <laughs> that's not true people bought stuff for yeah. us and thank you very much you lovely people but clearly my obsessive need doesn't need to be fed by other people's money to yeah. try and... <laughs> apparently the show sounds great enough and there's nothing else I'm going to do that's going to make it any better yeah the, uh, yeah. people are like dude you need to calm down <laughs> hey I left people it as are, an option and yeah, I was surprised people that are it... worried about you is the main thing. <laughs> yeah. They don't want you to have the heart attack on our air going, can I edit this? Can I edit? Oh, I'm sitting here covered in court. Well, yeah, and it, it did. It made me look kind of back at what I'm doing and realizing I needed to ease up a little bit and not work so hard. And, and you know, the fun was starting to get sucked out of it. So I'm yeah. going to try and get the fun back by not working as hard at it and having a blast. Yeah. But that's beside the point. This isn't about me. All right. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Did you have to accentuate it like that? Because now I think it's about you. <laughs> well, kind of. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Bo's, so Bo's doing this thing for uh, Legion Podcast where he's doing a Patreon and part of the rewards is like a commentary thing where someone will do a commentary for a movie and it's only available for the Patreon people or the people who are subscribing to Legion's Patreon. Oh, okay. And if we don't have a Legion Podcast network, we don't have a way to get our message out there. We're doing really well on Legion and Legion has been really good family. I us. love being on Legion. I, I was just saying 
Legion can, you know, it's yeah. Bo has the right to do that's that. That's not because, a, that's a, that doesn't violate our First Amendment rights because no. the only way to violate our First Amendment rights would be to arrest us for things we're saying. Yeah, and Bo doesn't have the power to do that yet. No, not yet. <laughs> I mean, he's trying. I got his news mail. I got his, <laughs> his newsletter in the mail, and I was like, uh, I might vote for yeah. him anyway. But anyway, <laughs> but long story short, because there's some of these commentaries that are being offered up, I've been playing with the idea that we start doing commentaries on movies that we normally wouldn't cover. Yeah. Case in point, like Major League is one of the ones that I'm thinking we might do. Yeah. And so what I'm going to probably end up doing is looking at a list of movies that it's like, okay, we may never ever do this on the show, but Matt and I want to talk about it. So let's get fucked up. We'll record a commentary. There you go. And then we'll put it out there on the Patreon for people to be able to get their hands on. I'm for it. And that way we can talk about it. We can actually do it, but we're also supporting our network while we do it. I think that's the idea that I want to do. And I'm going to run to buy Bo because I don't know if he wants to do only horror movies. Yeah. I have a feeling that if we're going to do it and we're going to support and people may be interested in it, it'll drive mm-hmm. the Patreon. We can probably get away with talking about like over top of a porn. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be kind of amazing. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> it would have to be one of the classic porns though. Or classy. Or classy porn. Yeah. It can't be one of those matchups. Matchups like, you know, eight old nurses, 17. <laughs> but that is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt's no natal nurses 16, though. <laughs> while Matt and I debate the <laughs> derivatives of natal nurses <laughs> 1 through 16, yeah. we're going to take one final break here. We'll play one last promo for a podcast <laughs> that really wishes they weren't following that. <laughs> we'll have some more music and we'll close out this weird ass show. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life. Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Do 
care if this is on the nose or not it's fucking social distortion man and it's one of social distortion's best songs there you go fucking prison bound man you can't beat social distortion (laughs) i mean you could try yeah but you can't no all right folks if you would still like to support the show while you support the show our campaign is still available teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash cinema dash psyops anything bought there and any money that we get from that will be spent on the show whether you think it needs it or not do you think we would have gotten more if we would offered cock rings probably Okay. Yeah, because who doesn't need one of those? Yeah, right? Now, Did I, I wanna... just segue into something here? <laughs> I'm not going to segue cock rings into our fucking Legion podcast site. Okay, good. Yeah, let's not do that. I, I guess I am. Speaking of cock rings, if you would like <laughs> Legion podcast to offer branded cock rings for Cinema PsyOps, you can find us on our main page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops where apparently we will be somehow establishing a legion podcast themed cinema psyops cock ring but we will not model them <laughs> no you're gonna need a really really big lens to really get in close but we'll, we'll, we'll find people to model them for you don't worry we got everyone covered yeah well i mean no if we're gonna model them we're talking it's micro penis time is what we're getting at yeah, here probably you can email feedback to matt psyop matt at gmail.com let them know that you've got microscopic vision hooked up to your camera and want to check out what he's got packing but i want to see that scissoring psyopmat <laughs> at gmail.com you can email feedback to court let him know that you do not appreciate the idea of a legion podcast themed cock ring that says cinema psyops you know they appreciate it don't worry Cin- about it cinema psyops court at gmail.com you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats of your cinema psyops themed cock rings i'm interested at court underscore psyop and at psyop matt <laughs> i'm listening i'm listening just remember you have to be able to take that thing off of there otherwise you got to call emergency services to get it cut off yeah right it, it, and no i mean the refunds. ring not the penis yeah, yeah no refunds yeah <laughs> also it's probably going to be made in china and i'm not quality products so you may or may not get a lot of lead poisoning <laughs> that's that's gonna be a straight shot of cancer right to your dick also kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch